Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. week's guest is somebody we've been excited about getting on here and you guys are gonna are gonna be just as excited when you see it pop up in your podcast feed he is uh he is the only guest that has the distinction of being a part of a band that made perhaps the greatest album of all time uh, as a <laughs> as the as as a the front of the band far side whose influence can't be measured it's so massive this guy has influenced and impacted my life and a ton of other people who've been on the show and a lot of you that are listening in addition to that he's cool in my son and his friends world because of the other aspect of his life which we'll talk about ladies and gentlemen please <laughs> welcome popeye vogel saying to why do we ever meet Popeye, how are you? I'm great. I'm sorry. I was trying to not interrupt your introduction, but come on, dude. You, you're giving me a lot to try hey, to man, live up to. They, they wrote it. You're, the Rev wrote that, right? I mean. Uh, yeah, I, sure. I mean, honestly, I, I spend most of my time concerned with taking care of animals and meal planning and stuff. I'm not yeah, sitting man. around thinking, gosh, I wrote a really great album. But uh, no, that that is... That is so, Wes, that is so kind of you to say, I really appreciate that. Yeah. It, it means the world to me that anything that I ever did ever mattered to anybody. So, um, yeah, anyway, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Of I don't know how to, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to digest that other than to kind of laugh, but thank you very much. I, of course. I do that to all the guests. I do this gushing, uh, this gushing intro and i feel like it's just to kind of set the set the tone but what ends up happening is the guest is always like oh god i don't think that way about me what <laughs> <laughs> but the, well and, and the, again super kind of you but then again how else are you gonna introduce somebody like well here's somebody who's you know kind of didn't really matter and <laughs> yeah this this dude's pretty mediocre but you know we're trying to kill some time so yeah some guy <laughs> Hey man, I before we get not to say that you're not being sincere. I'm being very but, sincere. You know, but anyway, yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, uh, <to laughs> thank get you, Wes. Here, thank you very much. Uh, well, of course, and I need to thank you for the lovely gift you sent me in the mail. Ah, I'm glad it arrived safely. It did, and I was I was shocked. I it's it, like it. That's so cool. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough for sending me that. I. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. No. It. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, you know, it was it was kind of a little uh, a little stumbling through of some events because I had just listened to the episode that you did with Jeff Cadell and mm -hmm. he referenced his band. Well, I mean, do you want to mention what it is that you received? Yeah, you sent me uh, you sent me, and it's right here behind me, uh, sitting. I haven't even put it in its slot yet. He, you sent me the No Such Thing seven inch. 
Yeah, the, the, that was the uh, a band that Jeff Cottell from Game Face did while he was in high school before Game Face existed. I didn't even know Jeff at that time. I met him. We met like the first year we were out of high school. Yeah. And uh, anyway, you had Jeff on your podcast mm-hmm. and I listened to his interview and he referenced no such thing. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, not that I have an extensive record collection by any means, but I was looking through my records. I was looking for something else actually. Yeah. And I, and I happened to come across two copies of the no such thing, seven inch. And I thought, okay, why do I have two of these? <laughs> first of all. And then second of all, a little light bulb went off in my head. Ding. I was like, Hey, I think I know a guy who might, <laughs> might like this. Yeah. So I called, but I, but I called Jeff first just to double check, like, Hey, do you have a copy of, this record and he said yeah i have one i don't need more than one and i said yeah great me neither is it cool if i send this to west because i know you guys kind of talked about it and so jeff gave me gave me his blessing and so uh yeah so you off i know the matrix label is a little bit jacked but it's uh oh. it's a little bit old but, it's awesome uh, it's, uh, it's so great thank you for thinking of me um i i have to sure. well and then after after jeff and i after Jeff and I got off the phone, then he said, you know, that might be worth some money. And I was like, are you sure? And uh, yeah, apparently it's going for going for a few, a lot more money than thought of on Discogs, but I had already committed to sending it to you. So there goes my retirement fund. <laughs> I, took, I took your retirement. Enjoy iPhone. it. Have fun. No, it's cool. Right, great talking to you, bro. Thanks, Wes. But hey, you got one. You're good. Uh, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one less gold gold plated toilet, right? In the in the retirement home. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but uh, you know, you have you get so many gold plated toilets. What's another one? Do you right. really another one? <laughs> well, have you have you given it a spin? Does it does I it did. play okay? At least it I did. didn't try yeah, it out. It played, okay, because my because my turntable is like it's one of those little twenty dollar things with a built-in yeah, yeah. speaker. So I don't I don't know if it's any good or not. Yes, <laughs> so it's, it works. It, it sounds great. And I, I wanted okay, to wait until after we talked. I'm gonna text Jeff and tell him like, hey, I, I have a seven inch of baby Jeff that he sounds <laughs> he sounds so young too, which is awesome to hear. Oh yeah. yeah. Um no not a not a word's a great song. Yes, it is. It's a very good song. Great song. Yeah, yeah that it's a, it's a glimmer of what was to come. And speaking yeah. of Speaking of, I have, I, I, so I, audience, I, you've probably heard this before. Audience made it onto every one of my broken heart mixtapes that I made in my late teens and early twenties. Well, I'm I'm very happy and sad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had so many broken-hearted moments. But well, uh, up until my wife, I did a pretty shitty job with that department. So, (laughs) oh wow. Oh, well, um, that, that that means a lot. That yeah, that it mattered. So yeah, it does, and it does matter. And and Farside is. I mean, I you know, I said it in the intro, but I mean it. Like you, your name, you guys' name comes up in almost every single interview I do, and it comes up and like constantly in when people are talking about they're talking about hardcore and punk and post hardcore and the origins of emo, like. Farside is a monumental piece of that. And I I know for you guys, it's like, yeah, it was the band that we did. And you don't think about it in that moment. But when you look at 
far side now and how how people feel about that band what's that like how is that to process the love that everyone has for that? you guys uh well have you noticed how awkward i'm, I'm currently <laughs> not wanting to look at me yeah <laughs> <laughs> really i don't know i know it's a, it's amazing it's a it's it's certainly it's certainly an honor um i guess a lot of things you can only you can only kind of look at in hindsight mm-hmm. but still only sort of like when you're in the moment and you're doing doing what you're doing. Mm. I mean, we weren't thinking about trying to leave a legacy or trying to influence anybody. We were just trying to do something that we enjoyed and do something that we could be not embarrassed about and, and, and have, have a good time doing it. Sure. Um, but, uh, I, I will tell you, uh, personally, the, the most incredible thing about it is, considering we stopped playing in uh, i believe it was 2001 mm-hmm. all these years later i still get the opportunity to to make new friends because of it right like it's right uh, like which what you, what you and i are doing right, right now yeah. which, which is what happened uh you know there 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 wasn't there wasn't any money involved the mm-hmm. travel was great yep but that was really it you know it was yeah. it was let's try to have a good time and and we were we were just young guys uh, who kind of barely knew how to play our instruments <laughs> <laughs> or knew how to write music. And all of these years later, it's it it is mind blowing that I still get to have experiences like this one where we get to talk about it, right? And I get to make new friends, and I get to stay connected with old friends that I made along the way over the years. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's, uh, if, if that's the kind of answer you yeah, were looking for, but honestly, yeah. that's all I can ever really think about mm-hmm. uh, it, when it, when it comes to whatever far side did back when we did it. Yeah. And it's, and the fact that all these years later, you're still talking about it in a positive light. I mean, there's obviously when you're touring and that, you know, you're not doing the rock star tour, but the punk rock version of touring, there's a shitty level to that, but sure. You, you can still talk about the years you guys put in, in a positive way. And not everybody that's been in a band can say that. Yeah. I, I, I also feel very God, incredibly blessed that, that we can say that we, uh, um, we did, we did another podcast interview. I'm not, not that I want to plug another podcast necessarily, but I don't know if you're familiar with the, where it went. Absolutely. Uh, I love their, I okay. love their show. Yeah. It's a great show. Okay. Yeah. So when we did the, the episode for rig yes. and, and the other, and the, the four of us, we, we, we do stay in touch. So mm-hmm. Like occasionally we'll have like a group text message or a group email about something goofy or random or whatever. Right. But that was the, that was the first time in, I don't know how many years that we actually got to hear each other's voices yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we could not stop laughing the entire time <laughs> we were. Ch- and that's all I did. Like, like I felt bad for the, I felt bad for the hosts because I, f- I felt like they, they were, they wanted to ask us questions and all we did was, Hey dude, remember that time? Yeah. Where, uh, and there was, oh, and there was that guy. Oh my God. And just, uh, it just, 
you know, poking at each other's ribs and yep. just having the best time. And yeah, it was not an ugly ending. We just couldn't really see the point of continuing right. when it got to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it means a lot that we were able to maintain a good solid friendship with one another. And yeah, like you pointed out, it, it's not all lollipops and no rainbows and no. roses a hundred percent of the time, but most of the time it was pretty darn good. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I'll tell you, uh, a lot of the times I looked more forward to going to band practice than I could think of was, and we would have, we would have the best time. Usually <laughs> we would have the best time <laughs> at, at, re- at rehearsal. Cause we were just, we just like to hang out with each other and we right. like to talk and we like to try to get each other to laugh at each other's jokes and, yep. um, and just have fun. And, yeah. uh, and I can, and I can say the same thing about Jordan at revelation records. He, he mm-hmm. had, become such an incredibly good friend over the years that he's still um one of my closest friends and yeah uh, i am he and i talk all the time and um yeah those those kind of things are invaluable just absolutely invaluable so when you think like when you look at when farside started and like california you guys had such a there's, it was such a different feel for that era of Rev. Um, you guys, Game Face, Sense Field, uh, like that. There was just it's something. There's something different to that. And what what was happening? Like how what what was going on out there in that scene that separate? Because it's I, like they even brought it up on on where it went when you guys were on. They they talk about it and they you know refer to some of your records as hardcore records. And I've always been like, Farside's a rock and roll band. <laughs> like that's how I've <laughs> always viewed you guys. Like the same way I feel about Game Face and and Sensefield. It was like these are rock bands. They're they're writing they're writing rock songs. But you're spawning sure. off of, you know, the punk rock and hardcore scene. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I think what was going on um at that time was pretty it was it was something gradual mm-hmm. and i don't think it was necessarily a southern california thing i think there were uh there were bands from the east coast also that were yeah. kind of going in a different direction um and you know and specific to revelation records i know that that the the, the super touch uh the earth is flat album right and i i, I remember uh seeing super touch come out on tour and I think 1987 and, mm. and, and, the, and they, they blew everybody away and, yeah. and not like a super one, two mosh crew yep. kind of hardcore band. Um, but as far as the West coast, yeah, I think there were, there were other bands like reason to believe yes. um, was, was, was very popular in that, in that scene. And they kind of combined that, you know, melody and hardcore together. Um, Dag Nasty definitely trickled into Southern California. Um, uh, Soulside was another I, another band. Yeah, Sam. Oh I yeah, am I north of you guys? Right. Sure. Yeah, they were yeah. they were in the East Bay. Um, yeah, and bands like uh, 
Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with bands that had a singer who could actually sing. Yes. <laughs> had so much to do with it. And and I think anybody else was like, well, okay, if you can actually carry a tune, why don't you sing instead of right. yell? Um, and so I think it was just a matter of uh, everybody just having the nerve to experiment a little bit. Right. Um, and, you know, and not just, and not just copying everybody else and, and drawing off of influences from, uh, the past and the present and sure. just, uh, trying something different. And, yeah. and as, and as an example, <laughs> far side, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were just, we were just kind of, we were literally just kind of going with it. Whatever came um, out. Whatever came out. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we were hardcore kids for the most part, sure. you know, that's, that's, that, that scene is what brought us together. Even if we had other influences as far as what kind of music we were into mm-hmm. and styles that we were into, we would not have known each other or come together or ever been able to play a single show if it had not been for the hardcore scene. Right, and so we right. wanted to kind of keep that spirit alive. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying about like, yeah, we, we probably sounded more like a, a rock band than anything else. <laughs> yeah. um, but we we wanted to have that punk rock, hardcore yeah. attitude and ethos about us, even if our songs were maybe a little mellower, a little poppier, maybe mm-hmm. a little more melodic. We we If you saw a photo of us, we still looked like hardcore kids and oh, skater kids and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, like, and I think that's the, the other cool part of it too, is at, at that time, like, you know, for guys like me who were fans discovering all of your bands, um, it was, I, I am all, I've always gravitated towards a singer. You know, I mean, the, the screaming mm. thing, like, you know, I, it's part of the aggression and the passion of it, but I just prefer to hear a singer. So the discovery of Texas gotcha. is the reason and Farside and Sensefield and Sam, I am game for that was such a revelatory thing for me. Sure. Like, oh my God, look, these guys sing and they're from the same world I am. Oh good. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay to like this. <laughs> I do think we kind of got a, I think we, we kind of got helped out because our, um, our first seven inch to keep my solo awake seven inch. Mm-hmm. Rob is wearing a uniform choice shirt. Yes, and I heard, and, <laughs> oh, and oh, over the over the years, I've heard this from a lot of people. It's like, yeah, I bought this because I thought you guys were a hardcore band, and you're not. <laughs> you're still pretty cool. <laughs> it's a great photo, yeah. but it's a misleading photo. We had nothing to do with it. I don't. I don't know whose decision no. it was. <laughs> to, to put that on the cover of the seven inch, but. I guess it kind of worked out well, but the same thing happened when, uh, when it came time to record, uh, Rochambeau, our first album. Yeah. Uh, Jordan asked us, do you want this to be on crisis records or do you want this to be on revelation records? Mm -hmm. And we, it took us a little while to figure it out or or to make a decision. And we thought, well, if if we want to go on tour and stuff, it's probably better if we put it out in revelation just because of the name recognition, but you never know what's, gonna happen yep. and same thing it's like oh yeah i saw the r with the star you guys what's with the acoustic guitars still good though <laughs> oh thanks man yeah <laughs> and it is like like far side a guy with a uniform choice shirt like it seems like it's gonna be a hardcore record like you know i, yeah. I get it 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we recorded at Don Fury's. I mean, right, right. See, all the elements are there. <laughs> all the elements are there. <laughs> so, wait, what, what's this? <laughs> so, what were what were the influences that were that were uh, you guys were drawing from? Where where does the Far Side sound come from? Um, it uh, initially it was really it was really all from Rob. Um, I, I I know he he liked he liked a lot of melodic stuff. I know he liked REM and mm-hmm. uh, Soulside, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. and um, uh, Verbal Assault. I know he also really liked them as well. Um, and so he wrote all the initial stuff. Um, and yeah, we really didn't start to. We really didn't start to be more collaborative as a band until after Rob left and Kevin joined the band. Yeah. Um, so, like with like when we were when we were doing those song, songs for Rochambeau, you could definitely tell. And I remember Rob very specifically; he wanted to be like an REM kind of sound sure. band. But you know, some of us in the band were like yeah but i really like punk too um so we tried to just try to merge it together as much as possible i will say that um whatever song we were working on everybody got to put their fingerprints on it and and you know i i I was never a crooner by by any means and i always had a, a gruff voice no matter what so whatever we did it wasn't going to sound that smooth right um so i think that that i think that always kind of gave it a little bit of an edginess even if it was one of yes. the mellower tunes if that makes any sense it does yeah um, because there, there is an earnestness earnestness to your voice like it it matches what it matches the music if that makes sense like yeah it, um, yeah it sounds like it's supposed to be you know you sound like the singer should sound over top of that music for, oh, okay. You know, Good. From my perspective. <laughs> yeah, because because I mean, for me, I, I could just never hear myself at, at practice, so I had to I had to just scream. I had to yep. sing as loud as I yep. could. Just like, am I even? Am I hitting the right notes? <laughs> Your guitars are too loud, guys. <laughs> if, if someone had told us when we were all starting bands how to set up the practice room and that, <sighs> you have, to have all your shit turned to 10 all the fucking time. I know. We, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah it, it was really, I think it was only like not even 10 years ago where somebody finally said to me, Hey Popeye, you know, you can let the microphone do the work for you. <laughs> I was like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's a good idea. But <laughs> that's yeah, why no, that's we, there. <laughs> yeah, we were we were super super guilty of that too. We didn't know how to work with sound men. It's like, hey, um, what level is your volume on? Yeah. Uh, nine. Okay, why don't you try it at a three? Three? <laughs> what? No one will hear it. No, we. No, there's microphones. We we put microphones. Like that's stupid. Oh, sound sound guys, and what a battle between bands and sound guys, especially at small clubs. <laughs> Because worst job in the world. Oh my god! God, Poor guys. Poor guys. Yes. And like, like ninety percent of the people they're dealing with, we're all dummy. <laughs> like we're we don't know we're we don't know we're doing. Just like no. so like well if it's well if it's not if it's not at eleven, <laughs> how is anyone going to hear it? It's, well, it's, 
and they look at you. No, like, it's there's, so... there's eight people here. <laughs> they want to hear them. Like, dude, try it at three. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, have we, the speakers. We, dummies. Dummies. Oh, dumb. Yeah, exactly. So dumb. <laughs> like, oh, that's what those are for? Oh, oh okay. But yeah. I, I will say, too, like, I never, I don't, I don't ever remember being in a venue and going like, no, this mix is perfect. I can hear myself. <laughs> the drums yeah. aren't blowing everyone out. Uh, like, I've never had a perfect fucking mix anywhere. And, and, uh, never. And I, you know how it is, man. It, sure. And on, the, and, on, and on one of those rare occasions where you get there, or at least get close, you kind of look at each other in bewilderment, like, uh, why is it that I can hear you so well? Yeah. What's going on? Like, like, And then that feels kind of weird. Like, you, like yeah, you, you learn how to make, um, how to send and receive messages yes. with your, your, just with eye contact. Yes. Like, like I'm blinking extra hard, dude. Can you not hear what's, can you not tell what's going on? Is this what we sound like? Is, is this what they hear? <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, yeah, you can't communicate verbally if you no. want to tell someone to, to speed up or slow down. It's like, yes. what do you, what? I'm a clown. No, slow down. <laughs> Look down. Uh, what? The is... <laughs> oh, song's over. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Next. <laughs> yeah. So, so how did how did you get into? I mean, I, everybody knows about how famous punk and hardcore is from Southern California, but how did you get? How did you discover it? Like, where where where's the origin story for Popeye? Oh, um, I uh, I had a. I have a really cool older brother and a really mm. cool older sister who uh, who got lent records from sure. their cool friends and would bring them home and play them on the family uh, hi-fi system. And yeah, um, yeah, and it, that was kind of it. I mean, yeah. it, it, literally, um, music was always a big part of our our family, we, we were one of those families that used to do sing-alongs in the back of the station wagon on road trips and yeah, um, work on the harmonies and uh, all that kind of stuff. Everybody played an instrument. Oh, um, that's cool. And, and the, the pivotal moment was, uh, I mean, I knew about, I knew about punk rock and I'd heard a little bit of it and mm-hmm. got a little sampling here and there, but it was my brother, borrowed the first clash album from a friend of his. I was 10 years old, brought it home, put it on the turntable. And I, that was it. Like a, like a, I could not comprehend anything that they were singing about. Right. Um, their, you know, uh, their accents were so heavy. I couldn't really understand what they were saying yep. anyway, but I just loved the energy and I, I just loved it. There was just something about it that just sucked me in. Yep. And I, couldn't get enough of it uh, to, the, to this day. It's still one of my favorite records of all time. Yeah. Um, and I still listen to it uh, very, very often. In fact, um, and then it kind of started from there. Um, and, and I think also the culture of uh, being in, in orange County, cause there's, there's always been a very, uh, uh, a, a very deep history of punk rock mm-hmm. from, Orange County and it, it, it would just kind of, it would trickle in here and there. You'd go out sure. and you'd see, you'd see flyers for bands. And you're like, huh, who are the vandals? Hmm, right. Who's this social distortion? T S O L. What is that? 
yeah. the adolescence interesting. And then of course that would make you want to go check it out. And, you know, not you didn't have the internet or, right. um, or, or, or anything even remotely resembling that. And so you had to kind of go search for it. So if you found something that you liked, you felt extra accomplished that you discovered it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was if you were thing. willing, if you were, yeah, if you were yeah. willing to take the gamble on going to a local record store and buying something just based on the artwork or because the clerk said, oh, yeah, this, this is a good band. You should yes. buy this one. And it actually turned out to be something you liked. Then it was a massive victory. Oh, absolutely. And you were extra, And then you were extra stoked. And then you would want to go out and buy the T-shirt. And then when you right. became old enough, you could go see him play live and yep. um, do all that stuff. So, uh yeah. And you, and you mentioned too, like you mentioned Orange County, um, like because you were from the, because you, you can speak kind of from a firsthand experience. There's always, when you read these books or you listen to these podcasts or watch documentaries, there seems to be two different versions of Orange County that get discussed. And there's the version we're talking about all of these incredible bands that came from Orange County. But then there's the other version of it where you hear people like, Oh, it was so violent in that scene. And, uh, that you know, like that you know, you hear the stuff about skinheads infiltrating shows, but that shit's happened sure. in forever. Um, but yeah, what, what was it really like? Like, I mean, obviously an air of danger, but I mean, are your memories good ones? Yeah, they're they're yes, they are for the most part very good ones. Um, I, I I mean, still to this day, I I weigh about a buck fifty wet on a good day, okay. so I knew. I wasn't, I'm, I'm a non-combatant in other words, like yeah, no sure. one was going to, no one was really ever going to pick on me. I could hide really easily. And okay, so I, gotcha. I would, if things got a little yeah. too hairy. Um, I, I don't know if it was necessarily, uh, I don't remember Orange County itself being all that violent. Um, it was, yeah, punk rock shows were an interesting situation and hardcore shows. Uh, I think, I think it actually got a lot more to, to, to me, I think it got a, it got a lot more interesting when hardcore came around because it seemed like, it seemed like nobody knew how to behave or how to act because you would go to a, you would go to a show and you would, you would have hardcore bands and you would have punk bands. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the crowd would be this ridiculous mixed bag of guys who didn't know where else to go. And so you would have, you'd have hardcore kids, uh, you'd have straight edge kids, you'd have skaters, you'd have uh, suicidals, you'd have gangbangers who liked punk, um, you'd have Nazi skinheads. And, and then again, me, I would watch the band for a little bit. I'd go into the pit for a little bit, and then you could just get this feeling that okay, something bad's about to energy's happen. getting bad. I'm just gonna kind of back <laughs> up a little bit. I'll just watch it from the cheap seats for a while, and <laughs> and yeah, fights would break out all the of time. Course. But but I but I, like you said, I don't think it was anything that was unusual. Yeah, um, happens happened everywhere. I mean, even in even you know throughout the '90s when. You know, in Farsa, I would go on tour and we would we would play these super posy shows. There'd still be fights breaking out. And yes. there's, you know, there's there's always going to be idiots who show up or uh, people who just want to start fights and stuff. But right. it wasn't right. like it wasn't yet. Yeah, in my mind, it wasn't. Uh, 
it, it wasn't anything super riotous um or at least it, nothing nothing like how <laughs> nothing like how we imagined the new york scene was like whether or not the new york okay. scene was actually like that yeah cuz you know cuz so many of us looked up to the new york bands and they you know talked about like being on the streets and yep um <laughs> and, and new york and we're like uh, i went to the beach today you know like like <laughs> i live in the suburbs yeah yeah um i got to be on my algebra test what a bummer but that was <laughs> that was kind of the extent of it for the most part and and we look up to these new york bands you, you know like we're the crew the new york crew and yeah uh, and so we were like, oh, okay, well, we're not that tough. So yeah. maybe, maybe it's not that bad out here after all. It, it is, <laughs> or maybe, maybe, it, maybe it wasn't that bad in New York. I don't really know. It doesn't sound like it from yeah. based on friends of mine, based based on friends of mine from New York who have talked about. It, they're like, yeah, it wasn't really that bad. You hear stories about um, about a specific show, yes, but uh, but again, it's it's not like they're like five seconds into the show, you know, a, a fight breaks out and somebody gets knifed and, right. um, or shot or whatever. So I don't really look at it as, I don't look back at it and think that the orange County scene was, was especially violent. Um, right. there, there's, there was certainly that element, but, um, but then over time it seems like kind of just went away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's still like, it's funny too, because when you think of all those burgeoning pockets of of the country that had that going on, <clears throat> that all have their own sounds. Like uh, New York bands sound like they're from New York. DC bands sound like they're yeah. from DC. If you yeah. Listen, if you listen to Husker Du, that's what somebody from a place that that's fucking cold. That's what they're <laughs> supposed to sound like. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. I, yeah, and people and people have said that about California bands. Like, yeah, you yeah. sound like a California band, and, and I was like, I have no idea what a California band is supposed to sound like. I have no idea. What? But maybe yeah. it's. I guess if you, I guess if you go skateboarding and go to the beach and live in the suburbs, I suppose that's what a California band is supposed to sound like. I don't know. Well, it, and it is weird to think about because some of my all-time favorite bands, Far Side included, are you know I. I think of you guys in a communal way. I think of Farside, Sam I Am, Sensefield, Game Face. I think of these big drill car that that these mm-hmm. bands I think of in that same way of like those are California bands, and I gotcha. It represents a different something totally different than you know. I love DC bands. I love Fugazi and you know and and Jawbox. Sure. I love, but there is something different there. And I, I'd assume it's, you know, I mean, like you mentioned, like you guys could go to the beach. It does change disposition <laughs> as a person, I, right? I mean, it I, th- I, th- I, I think it does. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have inferior and we had inferior pizza too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're told that regularly too. <laughs> uh, of course we are. Pineapple. <laughs> I, I, why would anybody have a problem with pineapple on a pizza? Like, I don't know, dude. I don't know what. Like, come on, what did the pineapple ever do to you? I come like on. it on pizza. Like, I also, I'm not. A, I we don't eat meat, so something like pineapple is. I'm, I'm all for it. It's delicious. It it's is fantastic. delicious. I, I, I'm, if I can ask, well, okay, if we can, well, I, or I mean, we can continue talking about. No, pizza man, go. Yeah, no, go. But but one thing I wanted to say in agreement with you, 
yeah, I can recognize a certain sound that came from other parts Absolutely. of the country. I've never been very good at being able to identify what a California sounding band is supposed to be. It's it's only when I hear like like a, a smart person like you describe it. Um, not that I'm trying to grill you or anything, but no. uh, mostly just being in agreement with you, like a DC sounding band or a, right. um, a Minnesota sounding yes. band, <laughs> or even a or even a Bay Area California Absolutely. band. Like 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 I know you uh, you mentioned Sam I Am. Sam I Am sounds like a band from Northern California to me because mm-hmm. we were in Southern California. Right. Um, right. Couldn't tell you what a Southern California band sounds like. I think melody is the first thing I think of as a fan. That's, that's the first layer that strikes me is I think of the melody mm. of, uh, of those things. Now, and like you had mentioned too, like all those East Bay bands, it's the same thing. Like it's different. It's totally different. Like that lookout era as opposed to the road. Oh yeah. But yeah. the conjoining thing there, cause the, I feel like the lookout, this is going to sound weird. I think you'll get this. You guys, the the rev bands or the southern california bands sounded like the more mature older brothers to the huh. to the lookout bands do you know uh, yeah okay all right there, I, don't know, a, I mean i'm not certainly wouldn't want to dis- besmirch any of those lookout bands nope, but I'm fucking green but day that, <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> but now that you mention it yeah i, I I wonder, I know there, I know that there was, there seemed to be a lot of attention paid to production value Yes, for a lot of the Southern California bands, which yes. I think, I think the lookout bands, I may sound totally ignorant. I think the lookout bands wanted to try to keep it a little more lo-fi and a little more raw. Yeah. Possibly. I, I think so. And, yeah. and we all, and, and uh, you know, at least those of us in our immediate scene, we all wanted to sound. We wanted to sound good. We wanted it to be I, as pristine as possible. And it comes through. Is it, can I ask you, sir? Do you have a cat? It's, it's my cat. It's one of our cats. Hey, oh, Cash, Cash, can you let Bailey out? She's right here by the door. And oh, that's wonderful. We have a bell that the cat, the the older cat, and the dog will hit when they want to go outside. I hear your one of your cats. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, Olive. But just uh, uh, okay. I, I think her ears were burning, so she just barged in. <laughs> uh, she Bailey decided that she wants she rather than hit the bell, she was just going to yell at me until Aww. somebody did it. But my son was here to save the day, so. Oh, that's wonderful. No, I mean it's a, it's certainly not disturbing me. I was I was concerned that uh, one of ours was going to interrupt so I was, I was happy that yours did first I, yeah you started it <laughs> i did and i am amazed you haven't seen a cat butthole yet because Allie <laughs> has made a habit of oh this is somebody from a band i'm going to present <laughs> of course it's 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 never at a good time yeah no no of course it's not. It's, it's not when you want them to hang no. out with you it's uh <laughs> like no 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 you, you really I'm typing something i don't care okay no. all, right. all right well and the thing is her name is alley cat that should tell you everything you need to know about this cat but yeah. she she likes one person in the house and it's my wife everybody else if you get near <laughs> she's like don't touch me don't get but my wife she's like no she's i i sit with her and nobody else and and the dog they're always together but if she the dog oh wow yeah 
She that's grew so up cool. with you just... They've grown up together. So, Oh, that's wonderful. So you have, you have one dog and one cat? One dog, two cats. Nice. Yeah. Right on. Now you have an olive. Yeah. What else do you have? Uh, well, we, well, we have, we have nine cats. Um, yeah, I know. Um, that's great. We have nine. We have, sure it is. Uh, we have, uh, we, we, no, it's, it's mostly good. If we had, if we had nine dogs, that would, then you oh, no, we wouldn't no. be, a, we wouldn't be on a call right now. No. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, yeah, we have not currently at this week, we have nine cats and two rabbits. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's a, and we have a, and, and a lot of lint rollers. Of course. Well, that comes with the territory. Yeah. Comes with the territory. Yeah. So we, so we got that going for us. My my wife is the type that if, if left her own devices, we would have a cat ranch. Um, but I am, I married one of those two. Okay. So I, I'm the same way. (laughs) If, if if I were left to my own devices, this house would be that it would be occupied by pit bulls, but I use restraint. <laughs> I don't just grab yeah. them off the street. I, <laughs> no, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of walking that you would have to yeah. do. Good cardio, but great cardio, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least with cats, they, you know, they're so independent. You can just be like, all right, you got food, water, litter box. All right. See you. you oh know, yeah. Yeah. Well, if we go out of town, my folks will come and check on the cats and mm-hmm. the cats seem like okay, you know, They're the like, dog is the dog. <laughs> the dog is with them, you know, basically at a spa for a week. <laughs> like my, you know, <laughs> my parents are retired. What are they going to do except you know pour all of their time into this dog? Where you know, like, oh, she's yeah. having ice cream. She's okay. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. So yeah, my 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 wife's an animal rescue. Oh, person. Okay. So it was, it was, yeah, so it was, it was a, it was a package deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, uh, my wife is very much like we all are. I mean, obviously we care about animals. Of course. But, yeah. Um, but it, she is, it, it, she, her entire life has been like, I'm going to take that cat. I'm going to fix it. I'm like, well, you're not, you're not a vet. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah. You're, you're, it, you're totally describing my life. <laughs> See, we, but you know, you but you want to be a team player. I mean, right. how, how are you going to say like no? You're not, you, right. You, well, like we you end, can't. You can't say no. We yeah. ended up with the second cat because my daughter literally got out of my wife's car and was like, "I'm taking that cat home." Plucked a kitten, a, a stray, and put it in the car. And she's like, "We're going. We're taking this cat home." And I'm like, "What no am way. I supposed? To, what am I supposed to do?" Am I supposed to tell her she's going yeah. to set it loose? I'm like, I guess we got a second cat now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. You cannot say no to that. No. How could you say no to that? No. Yeah. And you showed that much willful defiance to be like, I'm going to get out of this practically moving vehicle <laughs> and take it and put it in our car. There was no discussion regarding the matter. It just, there was no asking just, involved, it, Popeye. It, it just, it ju- yeah, it just sort of happened. Yeah. Um, I have the same. I have the same conversation with uh, my dentist. He's a he's a wonderful guy in in his mid seventies and and uh, and the first time we talked about it, talked about animals. Oh, you got yeah, your wife. I hear you guys have cats. Yeah, we have cats. You have cats or whatever. And he just kind of stopped what he was doing. I had like a you know, of course, I don't know what I had in my mouth. And he just sort of sighed and looked up at the ceiling and said my wife made a rule at our house 
if an animal shows up, the animal stays at the house. And he just kind of stared blankly off into the distance. Meanwhile, yeah, of course. You know, so, no, my, and um, well, let me let me ask you this. Um, because my dentist and I have the, I like how we thought we were going to talk about music, but instead we're talking about dentistry. It goes where it goes. That's the difference from our life. Yeah, it's life. We're just talking about life. Um, uh, I, I, I told them, you know, I, I usually get about 10, we have a king size bed. I get about 10 to 12 inches of space on the farthest edge of the mattress (laughs) when I go to sleep, because the rest of it is filled up by animals. And he looked at me and said, Oh, you get that much space? <laughs> boom, boom. Hey, yeah. yeah. So we have uh, we we have a king size bed. The dog sleeps in a bed at my side on the floor. The big cat <laughs> sleeps with our daughter, and then the little cat who only likes my wife. My wife will oh. lay down on her side, and the cat tucks herself in behind my wife's knees. Yeah, I know that drill. And, yeah, we have, and, we have yeah we have one that does the does the yes neck. yes correct thing yeah yep we similar a, to the to the to the knee situation yeah we had a cat that used to I told my wife the other night I'm like which one of our cats I remember one of them used to lay on our heads which seems now I'm like that's fucking terrible what a terrible way to say. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry I, uh, I I derailed us with animal talk here. Um, I, I, th- I thought I'd derail this. <laughs> Either way. Doesn't matter. Uh, hey, what, hey, the wife's out of town, man. I got nowhere to go. Uh, okay. Nothing to do but hang. <laughs> I'm hanging. Yeah. I got some vodka and a great attitude. We'll be that, here all that's night. That's all that matters, man. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm a vodka guy. What is your what is your tabletop vodka that you just your go-to? Oh, I buy the cheap stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I'm a vodka guy too. That's just kind of my uh um, you know, when six o'clock rolls around and it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just buy like the big jug of Burnett's yep. vodka. It's an, ex- it's an acceptable, uh, yep. vodka. You know, you don't, you don't want to drink that stuff straight, but uh, a little, little diet tonic water, fresh lime, you know, it's something to sip on while you're, while you're doing food prep. Yep. We do the, uh, we, we buy the, just a handle of Tito's and you keep the, you know, like the club oh, soda no. and limes around. So nice. Yeah. yeah, I we, Tito's we, day. Yeah, <laughs> we got really like into that one. I think because I was like, well, this doesn't like you know you know how it is. Some of those vodkas, man. You wake up the next day and you're like, oh, oh it's, it's that was not it. the right yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, Tito's is, Tito's is fantastic. I've I've learned that uh, uh, the Burnett's <laughs> works for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, it works for me. It's acceptable. And yeah, yeah you, you, you don't wake up to a mountain of shame and regret. Yes. Uh, yeah. After, yeah. after having a couple of it, but yeah, you can tell the difference between, between, oh. you know, a good vodka, a, a, a cheap vodka. So did you, did you like from, from your band days, from the punk rock days, was this a thing where you graduated to vodka? Cause you're like, I'm not drinking another shitty fucking beer or was, um, were you always a vodka guy? Uh, yeah. It, it kind of, I mean, I'm an equal opportunity drinker. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I don't. I I don't believe in discrimination. Um, I think that's wrong. Uh, All drinks are equal. But, the, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really start drinking until I was thirty. Oh, um, okay. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like like a lot of teenagers, I had a few beers when I was 
you know, freshman in high school, but right. didn't really dig it. And, um, and I was in a hardcore, I was into, str- I was into a lot of straight edge bands. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I could, I could, I could never claim being straight edge. Cause I also started smoking when I was about 15 and have never really given it up. Sure. Um, so I couldn't X up, but, uh, but I, I liked the, I really appreciated the, um, the sobriety message sure. that came out of a lot of hardcore bands and a lot of straight yeah. edge bands. And, um, yeah. So it wasn't really until I was 30 and I thought, okay, well, you're probably old enough and responsible. <laughs> enough to... Actually, I know why it was is because when I turned 30, I tried quitting smoking and then I felt like I had nothing to do with myself. Sure. So sure. then someone said, well, why don't you have a, you're, why don't you have a glass of Chardonnay? And I was like, this is fantastic. And then I just kind of, and then what I just kind of, doing? <laughs> what was I thinking all this time? Yeah. And so I just kind of, just kind of, you know, went from here or there, but no, I, I literally like everything. Vodka is something that I've just learned over the years that, uh, it agrees with me. Same. <laughs> well, just like we were, just like we were talking about, I think, because it's a, it's, it's a clear spirit. You're not going to have the sugar withdrawals that you would from, yep. you know, wine or whiskey. It's not going to make you feel gassy or bloated like beer does. Yes. So like, on, like on your typical, you know, weekday night, it's like, I'm just going to, you know, if you're going to be mad men about it and say, well, I think it's time for. Right. Right. A cocktail before yeah. we dispense with the rest of the evening. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and you can just yeah, a little, yeah, like you said, like club soda or yeah, yeah. Tonic, yeah. tonic water or something. It's yeah. You know, it's a, just it's an easy drink, make it make you a little loosey goosey, but but you're not gonna start swinging from the chandeliers no, and no. light light shit on fire or anything. But it's always the thing too where like they talk about people like, well in the depths of his alcoholism he was drinking vodka from a water bottle. And I'm like, wait, vodka's like the easy like is that the that's the last yeah. step? I didn't know this was the last step of drinking. Yeah, and I didn't realize drinking vodka from a water bottle was <laughs> Um, what was what's the problem here? Um, <laughs> so what? Well, so what was? Uh, so what is your story? What what is what is your story along the path to vodka? Well, I it, it's the same of like same with you as far as like you know you get into hardcore and you're straight edge for a little bit and then you're like, well, I don't I'm not doing that anymore. That's I don't you know. And it was the same thing of like cigarettes and alcohol. It goes together you're playing in bands, you're at bars, you're at parties, like it all meets together. I think Mm. for for me, what happened was it was all the shitty beer and shots of whiskey from like, cause that's when you're in a band, they give you shit beer and people buy you (laughs) shots of whiskey. And you're like, I don't fucking want this. I'll drink it. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not going to, but you're not dumb enough to pass up free alcohol. Right. No, I mean, of course you're setting it in front of you. You're going to take it. Exactly, and it's like I don't. Want it would be rude not to accept. Right. Such they a spent gift. their money on a shot of Jack Daniels for you. <laughs> you don't want it. You're gonna drink it. Oh, and I, God, I yeah. went through that like craft beer phase, but those are all so heavy and dense. Yeah. And, and I hit that point where I'm like, I like vodka is the easiest one for me because I would, I would always go back to vodka drinks, 
but like that is the mm-hmm. easiest one for me. And now that's the go-to yeah. vodka and yeah. you know, like a seltzer or what you know, like a you get like tonic water or seltzer and put a, a, a lime wedge, and that's the easiest shit yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. And everywhere you go yeah, has no. vodka. You know, I mean you, that's true. Yeah. You know. All those like all those like hard seltzers, most of them are vodka based. Oh now yeah. And, yeah. Well, and, and that's that's another thing that that happened somewhat recently. Like my, my wife can't explain why, but for whatever reason, she's just become, don't worry, she's never going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> she, she's just be, she, she, she takes no interest in my personal life. <laughs> um, nope. It's all about, it's all about animal rescue and veganism. That's it. Um, those are good things. So <laughs> those are good. They're not bad things. Not no. hurting anybody. Um, but no, for, for whatever reason, she's just become really sensitive to alcohol for whatever reason. Okay. Um, and but vodka seems to work. See? Work for her. It's the so, fixer, man. So that's my excuse as to why. <laughs> Didn't you just go out and buy a jug of this an hour ago? Well, but honey, I have to keep the kitchen well stocked. What if we run out? What if guests come over? It's always good what if com- what happens if company comes right. over? You know, it's, you're better off having too much than not enough. <laughs> we, we need vodka and Entenmann, so we That's- gotta have that stuff. <laughs> yes. Gotta be there. <laughs> Otherwise, we're screwed. Yeah, no one's uh, gonna come over if we don't have those. Yeah, no. And the and the liquor stores close at eight o'clock out here. So oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if it's like seven fifty eight, and I'm like, mm, I'll be right back, honey. Then, uh, so there, there are dry. Are there dry counties in Pennsylvania? Um, I, I don't know if there are dry counties. Um, the liquor laws are definitely stricter than they than they are in, in California. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And they're probably I mean, um, Ohio. We've got fairly like lax alcohol laws here too. Is that right? It's been a few years since I've been. I know we we talked about Ohio. A little bit, because yeah, uh, uh, yeah, because where my family's originally from, still have family yeah. back there. But uh, um, yeah, like there are the the liquor stores are state run, and then there's also beer stores which are yep. separate. Yeah. Um, but you know, California, you could go to any gas station or convenience yep. store, and as long as it was before two a.m., yep. you could find something. But yep. out here, it's not quite the same. So you you learn to. Uh, you, you learn to squirrel your uh, your yeah. alcohol. <laughs> yeah. God help you if it's a Sunday because then everything <laughs> closes at five. Well, that's the, that's the other thing too is that, like they have those weird laws here where like certain, like grocery stores won't sell stuff before a certain time on a Sunday. And yeah, I've heard about states that do that. It's it's so it's, weird. What a weird fucking parameter to put on. They're they're just they're weird old laws. Yes. I, I remember. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember being at uh, at JFK Airport on a Sunday at an early flight, um, and I, I stayed up all night. And I was like, "All right, perfect. I'm going to get a couple of beers and before I get on my before I get on the plane, so I can just kind of pass out yeah. during the flight." And everyone's like, "Well, no, we can't sell you alcohol until after 12. <sighs> and I'm like, "What?" why and they you know they would just kind of give me a knowing look and say like oh, you know god and i was like oh okay oh, well um but that's but on I do, you I do, that's not on me yeah exactly <laughs> who 
who's God? <laughs> um, I do remember, I do remember the, the, the first far side tour, uh, in the summer of 1992, we played a, sh- a matinee show on a Sunday in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. And we walked, we walked to this convenience store. A couple of us did just to get like soda. Like none of us sure. d- drank or did anything. And they, had, <laughs> it was, it was such a creepy sight because all of the beer coolers yeah. were, had, had chains and padlocks on them like very forbidding looking stuff. And, and we were like, what? And we asked him, was like, why do you guys have, like, we don't want to buy anything. We were all underage. We were like, yeah. we don't want to buy anything. Let's do like, well, you know, the law and the Sunday and church and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it was just such an odd sight. And for us, we were all, well, yeah, you know, we were kids basically. And we didn't, we didn't get it, but it Padlocks, just seemed like, like, that's insane. Yeah. Like thick chains. Uh, thick chains and massive padlocks. Like, is anybody really that desperate for their beer on a Sunday morning? It just screamed uh, righteousness. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Thou shalt not drink beer on a Sunday. And then, like, where, where does the law become lax where it's like, well... You can drink it on Sunday, but you got to wait till afternoon. Like, but I, I, that shit's so, it still blows me away that no one, yeah. went, why are we still doing this? Why? Who, yeah. Who? Cause if I, cause heck knows if I have a beer at 1130 AM on a Sunday, is that, there's going to be trouble, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's an extra oh, 12. Oh, I feel so much better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all, yeah, clear. all clear. All <laughs> clear. Well, you know, all churches are closed at noon. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Maybe they're waiting for everyone to get out of church and then walking around thinking, oh, God, I'm a horrible person. I better have a, better have a beer to deal with, deal with my life or something. So you did. Um, well, one of the, one of the, there, there is one weird thing. One weird thing that I have learned in, in the few years I've lived in Pennsylvania. I don't know if this, if this applies to Ohio, but you can, you can go into a bar and order beer to go. Yes. Like not like an open container, but you yep. can, you know, Carry you can out. have a, a yep. yeah, you can have a pint and then you can say, Oh, can I also get a six pack of yingling? Yeah, yep. sure. No problem. And yep. No big, no big whoop, which is like, you can't do that in California. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. We can do that. You can do that here um, during the pandemic. And I'm sure you guys probably encountered some of this restaurants that were doing carry out. Mm. Would do carry out drinks too? Sure. Yeah, so we you know we would get you know if a couple of Mexican restaurants around here we would get I mean they'll do carry out margaritas so you know it's got to be wow. a part of, it's got to be a part of, so, and they were always like in these cool jars and it was it was actually a smart move that's a good way to yeah say. oh sure no that sounds pretty like are they reusable jars like uh, yeah oh yeah yeah because trust me my oh, wife nice. is, is like a, a, a she's never been a glass jar she didn't want to peel the label off of wash and say i'm going to use it for something that it never oh nice yeah no i'm i'm, I'm having my drink out of a mason See? jar yeah. as speak. oh See? we have yeah. mason jars all, <laughs> everywhere you go <laughs> and, dude we gotta hang out yeah, come on. <laughs> it's like we were meant for each other i i i'm thinking so man or, or at least our wives were meant for each other it yes, sounds like a lot it. Yeah, of, she's, lot in common, she's the same way yep yeah definitely um i love it man so uh, since I completely detoured it, you mentioned a weird tour story. What's so, like you're touring 
pre-internet, you're like pre like cell phones are common, like all the shit that are modern conveniences that nobody thinks about anymore. They're just part of your life. How is touring in that? That's the, that's something that I still am always so fascinated to hear about. Oh God, it, <laughs> it's 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 extremely adventurous. Yeah. Um, l- looking back at the time, it didn't seem remotely. Mm-mm. Weird or dangerous because you you couldn't you couldn't well, you comprehend the what technology was eventually gonna come and that's what every other band did so you yeah for sure you got a, yeah so you got a you got a, a roadmap and um you know either a, either a um one of those auto dialers from Radio Shack that you would hack so you could make free phone calls or you, yeah. you got. <laughs> or you got uh, you know stolen calling card numbers so you could call sure. your mom and let her know that you were still alive, um, but otherwise, yeah, you just you just learn to <laughs> you, you learn to read a map. That's pretty much yeah. It. And you would stop at payphones and uh, to you know to call ahead and advance the show, check in with whoever was booking your tour for you. Wow. Um, yeah, you you were. I, I know it seems so chaotic. It does uh, in, it, in, it, in, in, the, in this day and age, but yes. at the time, Not didn't seem remotely weird. No. But I also think that you know when you're when you're barely of legal age, you feel so completely indestructible, and absolutely, yep. you don't think anything bad's gonna happen yeah. to. Yep. What 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 baffles me more is that our parents actually let us go do this stuff, I, like. Yes, uh, you know, and we had good parents. They were great parents. Failure. It's like you you let us do that. <laughs> I went to I went and saw shows, and I look at it now and go, "What the fuck were they doing? Oh, what were you doing? Man. What were you letting yeah. us go to?" The- <laughs> yeah, and I didn't want to lie to my mom. Nope. You know, and I, I t- we were talking about it earlier, like the like the shows where you have like the you know the gangsters and the Nazis yep. and. And the punks and the straight edge kids, everybody wanted to beat somebody up. Yep. I can't I can't believe I was freaking 14, 15 years old going to yep. that yep. stuff. In the and the only place you could you could have punk rock shows are in the worst possible the neighborhoods. Shittiest places on the planet, yeah. Just just awful. Just crawling with uh, criminals and yep. just the most horrible stuff on yeah. every literally every corner. Oh yeah. But like okay, so who's driving? Um, my friend so and so. And who are these? Who are these bands that are playing? Uh, this is band and this band. All right, what time will you be home? Uh, in midnight or something? Okay, well, okay, it's Saturday, so just be sure that you're home. But are you high, mom? What the hell are you letting me do? I like my my son is fourteen. He'll be a freshman in high school this year. You know, obviously has a nice. cell phone because that's how that shit works. You know. Yeah, but, and probably a chip embedded into his ear. Well, yeah, like he's got. The, <laughs> no, he does. We've got the the thing, uh, the the app where uh, my. Oh, he's got a low jack. It's uh, what's the thing? My, my it's an app. My wife had us all download. I can't, but it's like we always joke, like, oh, it's so mom can track us. But like, I can't imagine him like. I, right now, I can't feasibly think of he and his buddies loading yeah. up and going to a show, like where it's uh-huh. not, like I would have to like I. We have tickets for some shows that are coming up for tours. He's going with uh, me. I'm he. I'm taking him with me. I bought tickets to see Quicksand. I'm taking my son with me. So oh, nice! Go to a live show. 
I can't imagine be like, oh, it's a matinee. It's still at a bar. People still drink in the afternoon. It's oh, it's yeah. an all ages show. It doesn't matter. They're gonna try and sell to whoever is at the fucking bar. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. If, 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 I I don't have any children. If I did, I would. I would never leave them out of my sight. Honestly, mm-hmm. not that I think the world has become any more dangerous. It's always been. I bad, just think. Yeah. It, I I just think that. Uh, <laughs> considering the stupid shit that we did yes yep as as punk rock kids and hardcore yep. kids we wouldn't want our own children to do half of the shit that we did no um no. You, oh god the the trespassing and the illegal skateboarding and this yes. uh, oh god of the oh ah god i i remember playing show uh, a band i one a band i was in playing a show in the detroit area in hamtramck which is like the the Polish district in the middle of Detroit, uh-huh. um, playing an outdoor show, and we got the show offered. They're like, "Oh, it's an Amnesty International benefit." I think it was Amnesty. I can't remember. I was like, "Cool, great, awesome," and we get there, and it's like, "All right, cool." A lot of people like we set up and played, and this, <laughs> this guy comes sprinting in uh, from out of nowhere. I don't know where he came from. Didn't have a shirt on. And just jumped on the stage. So I gave him the microphone. He just starts freestyle rapping. And we're like, let him go. You know, you don't care. Who's going to tell him not to? The next thing you see is a police cruiser with lights. And these cops get out. Popeye, I swear to God, I watched him run faster than I've ever seen anyone run. And jump all the way over like a full-on, like, Little League baseball fence. Like, hurdle it and oh it was just God. off into the detroit night don't know what, <laughs> don't know what so, so so he was already on the run clearly yeah. in the middle in the middle of his escape he's like i really want to i need to throw down <laughs> i need to throw down some really need to throw down a few things first <laughs> and, I, and i'm digging this beat and then off off he went <laughs> oh my God. and that was it and, just, and it, yeah it just, it was, was a ra- it was a rapping raccoon. Yeah, he just got yeah. in, got what was good, and was out. Off. And like for you guys, like and and this, I'll say this, and you're totally gonna get this. Why is it that every punk band, there's no punk rock band that ever existed that had a fully functional van? I'm convinced of that. <laughs> Everybody's van broke down. Everybody. True. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, nobody could, nobody could afford. Right, it was all shit bands. Yeah. It, was, it was what you had. I mean, we were we were lucky that uh, um, Revelation bought a, a van That's right before nice. our first tour. Yeah, but it, not that it was. And, and but, you know, we're so grateful that Jordan. Thank you for did that because you thank you because <laughs> he really wanted us to go on tour, but it had yeah. to have a bunch of work done to it before before we left it. It, it did okay that first tour. Right. And right. then in the subsequent years, it just, it was, it took was a beating, man. old man took a beating, <laughs> put a lot of yeah. miles on it. And then, yeah. well, and, and he, and Jordan bought it thinking, okay, this is just going to be the rev van. And that whatever band is on revelation, that's going to oh. go on tour and needs a van. They can have this. Yeah. Um, in the interim, we'll use it to go, you know, pick up and drop off things. So yeah, it just, it took a, it took a beating, but we tried to do the best we could with it. We, yeah, we, we, uh, we built a loft so we could lay down in it. Um, the second summer tour, (laughs) the second summer tour, we, we kind of tricked it out a little bit. Um, 
Bob Violence got he had this this mini TV with a built-in VCR. Oh, one of those little like like yeah. twelve inch TVs with a VCR, yeah. and got and got this adapter so you could hook it up to the cigarette lighter. And then we also had a Nintendo, so oh. we were able to so we were able to watch videotapes and play Nintendo, which was which was nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I did break down at some point. I think I think the fuel pump went out mm-hmm. somewhere. I think in Florida or whatever. Uh, I do remember there was a the the one winter tour that we did with Shades Apart. Uh, the heater broke, oh. and somehow somehow a hole developed in the the floorboards of the driver's side. Why not? So. <laughs> Yeah, of course, <laughs> and it's winter. Yeah. So whoever was so whoever was whoever was driving had to be wrapped up in multiple blankets and inserted and inserted into a sleeping bag and then, then placed the into seat. the yeah placed into the driver's <laughs> seat and then you weren't allowed to you couldn't move you could work the pedals and the steering wheel and that was pretty That's much it. it. <laughs> yeah, um, I will say uh, that. A malfun- uh, malfunctions in the van got me into reading because I never, I never enjoyed oh, reading. Okay, never, never, never liked reading. Um, just always felt like it was a chore. And uh, before we went on one of our tours, a friend of mine let me a book, and and the and while we were on tour, the the stereo broke. Okay, and and I was the only one who had brought a book. So someone said, "Hey, Papa, could you could you just like read out loud because this highway is getting really." boring and so i just started blah 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 blah, blah and reading and t- to the point of after a while they'd be like hey uh mike do you think you could pull out your book and like read to us a little bit more so it would be like this kind of like this kind of like hippie uh, yeah. open reading yeah. session where I, <laughs> and, <clears throat> and of course i would take it very seriously and of course to of course you want sure to it was, it, it, yeah. it was entertaining for everybody and so yeah that we did that to, to pass led, away the time it led to your future yeah i suppose I mean, so so you know to yeah, kind of if you think about it um, oh sure yeah definitely the, uh there there are and i do want to talk about that but i have to i have to get this out what number one the the sears kmart photo shoot cover <laughs> is still to me the funniest fucking record cover maybe ever and that is my first far side memory is seeing that going who the fuck is this this is my new oh. and <laughs> that that is my like oh. that is the sort of like that sort of humor is that is perfect comedy to me that is oh man I, so it was, so it wasn't one of our cooler record covers. It was it's that, that one. It's one. so funny. I well, I'm I'm happy that you enjoy it. I so loved much. it. I don't know if you guys love it. I think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, that was one of that was one of our prouder moments. I'm I, sure it was so great. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we did went to we went to Sears and uh, the, no, you were right. We went we went that to Sears. That makes me so uh, happy. Yeah, um, yeah. Kevin's wearing. A thrift store sport coat mm-hmm. that I had bought. He borrowed it from me because he didn't own a sport coat. Yeah, Bob borrowed his his corduroy sport coat from his dad because he didn't own a sport coat. <laughs> Mine was a hand me down from my brother. And yeah, we we very confidently walked into Sears and said, "Yeah, can we have a 
can we get a portrait taken together? Sure. Yeah, we got like. Yeah, and, and the and we, and we were, look. Oh, yeah, God. he would. So oh, they had a cho- they had a choice of backgrounds. He's like, what do you think? Of-? They had other ones that were like neon looking laser. Yeah, beams. the lasers. We had, yeah, we've got like outtakes of ones that didn't make didn't make it. But we had a, we had a great time. But we were taking it really seriously. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, I mean, sure. we, of course, we were we were joking around, but we were like, no, 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 everybody, we got to be on the same page. Everybody look good. <laughs> everybody have the same facial expression, and be nice to the guy taking the picture. Don't be. We need jerk. this. <laughs> we need this. He's working hard. Oh God. Oh, I. Lo- it's still <laughs> like it. Like. Seeing it like in a catalog is funniest. <laughs> you know, you're you see like break down the walls, start today. Yeah, far side Sears photo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess it kind of it kind of ties into what you were asking about earlier. Like when we thought maybe what's the difference? Between things were were kind of changing a little bit. <laughs> Oh, it was I, a, it, was, it, it was always a it was always a goal of ours to to we we always liked cracking each other up. I know that yes. I mentioned that yep. earlier and just trying to enjoy our, our time together. Um <laughs> and I think in certain situations like that one, yeah. we wanted to see how much we could get away with as far as revelation was concerned. <laughs> Cause you know, you got all these other records coming out with these yeah. really serious looking <laughs> Very and the serious. art and yeah. it just, it's just like, yeah, this is really cool. And it's like, Jordan, what would you say if we did this? And luckily Jordan was our friend and he was always a fan admittedly. Good. Good. So we're like, so you're, before we do this, you're cool. <laughs> He's like, sure, you can do whatever you want. I'd love to see that. Great. Okay, so you can't yeah, turn so that down. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I think you can, but you can. It, it was not turned down. <laughs> no. Lucky for us. <laughs> Bless Jordan for having that sort of sense of humor that he was like, yeah, do, let's yeah. Do. Thank God he, thank God he does have a good sense of humor, and he was a good friend and liked what we were doing. Um, didn't turn out to be. It was it was my least favorite record. Okay, but uh, okay. but the 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 cover the art cover is so just... memorable. Yeah, <laughs> thank God we got a good cover out of it. Otherwise, it would have been a, it, a total wash. I love that picture. <laughs> and now, it, and then the on the flip side of that, not speaking with any hyperbole, rigged is a is an incredible album, and I I I know thank that you. you guys covered it pretty extensively on where it went. And I'm sure when you're talking to a, a fan, you're going to hear that. But that is a real landmark record in not just in, in the Revelation catalog, but that era, that is a a true standout record. Did, did you wow. guys know? I mean, when you're writing that, like, well, these are these are some these songs are really good. We're, we're on to something. Um, I. I, I mean, say, we, right? we, we, well, we we would not have gone into the studio to record anything that we thought wasn't wasn't good, great at least by yeah. our our standards. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think that it would. I, I, I mean, you can't say that it would ever be described the way you just described it. And thank you very much. Of course, and of I'm course. glad it meant so much to you. Yeah. Um, but no, you don't know. You just, you, you just go in with the next batch of songs that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, there was definitely a different, 
feel to the band at that point because uh, up until that point, Rob had written almost everything. Mm-hmm. And then he left the band and then Kevin Murphy joined the band. And then he and I started writing everything um, either individually or collaboratively. And so, and, and Kevin also just had a, a very different style of songwriting and a very different style of guitar playing than Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know I, I know we touched on this a little bit earlier before we started talking about cats and vodka and stuff, <laughs> which is, which is great. And yeah. we can go back to that anytime. Um, but, uh, yeah, Rob really kind of wanted to go into a less punky kind of direction. Sure. Um, and Kevin is a reformed metalhead, and so he brought a much more aggressive, high octane kind of vibe to the band. And I think that I know at least for I know at least for me, I wanted to I wanted to play stuff that was more punk because you know the, the stuff with the clean guitars and the acoustic guitars is great. Yeah. But I was getting a little tired of it, and I wanted. Yeah. And I'm like, "Come on, man, let's fucking run!" Yeah. Um, and so then when Kevin got in the band, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm all for it. Let's let's kick ass." And yes. so we we just came up with a a batch of songs, and that's what it's, and that's what became rigged. It wasn't like there was a conscious separate. Right. Like, this is the kind of album we're going to make, or you know, conceptually, it's going to be like this. It wasn't like that at all. It was just no. These it's are the however many songs made. came yeah. out when when the four of us when the four of us got <sighs> together. Yeah. Um, an, another thing was we, we recorded at For the Record Studios, and uh, E Eric Garten mm-hmm. um, produced Rochambeau, our first yes. album. Jim Monroe engineered that album. Mm-hmm. We did go slightly over budget with Rochambeau and we felt really bad about it. Yeah. And so when it came time to record rigged, uh, we talked to E and Jim about it and they said, well, you know, Jim can engineer and produce it or E can engineer and produce it or whatever you want to do. Jim was a little less expensive than E. Okay. And, and Jim also had a, a, a punk rock background, which E did not have. Sure. And so we thought, yeah, let's go, let's go in the Jim Monroe direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we think, you know, we, we liked what, what he did with Rochambeau. I think it suited the songs, yeah. but with the songs that we wrote for rig, it was like, nah, I don't, you know, there, there isn't really much in the way of heavy layers of uh, sure. clean guitar tones or acoustic guitars. And, and we had a great experience working with Jim and he's like less expensive and it'd be great if we came under budget. Mm-hmm. Came in under budget on this record, so uh, um, yeah, Jim had a lot to do with the sound of rigged. Okay, too. and it is it is truly like I, as much as I like the entire Far Side catalog, I'd be lying if I didn't say like that is a go to album for me. Rigged, it's <laughs> I think it hits a, a certain like it hits a certain um, it hits those notes like you'd mentioned like. There is that there is that punk rock vibrance and energy and urgency in that that record while still you guys still maintain the melody, you still maintain the uh the that that there is a melodic sensibility through all of the things you guys did, but that record just encapsulates what all the greatness of Farsight is in that record, I think. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I um 
uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was, it may as well have just been a completely different band. Um, okay, sure. Yeah. To be honest, to be honest with you. Um, I also think that we, you know, we, we had only done a couple of demos or seven inch on the Rochambeau album. Okay. And I think when it got to the point of recording rigged, and, and, and as you know, as a musician, the more time you spend in the studio, the smarter you're going to be yep. in the studio. Yep. Um, I know that when we did Rochambeau, we just wanted to put everything in the kitchen sink on yep. top of everything. Yep. And when it when we went in to go do rig, we were like, do we need to do that? Like, why can't we? Let's just try to let the music speak for itself a little bit. Sure, sure. Maybe, maybe just kind of pull it back and focus a little more on the songwriting and the performance so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and Kevin had a lot to do with that working with Jim Monroe throughout the whole thing had a lot to do with that. And, mm-hmm. and then just having a couple more years of maturity had a lot to do with it too. Yeah. It makes all the difference in the world as you're, you're constantly playing together. Your songs are getting better. You're getting stronger. And, and that's, sure. that's the end result. Yeah. And, and the, yeah. next, the next time you talk to Jordan, uh, feel free to ask him on behalf of all of us, why the fuck, that is not on vinyl right now. Why is that out of stock? On oh, vinyl? <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't aware that it uh, was not. I'm I will, very aware. I will, I will, okay, <laughs> I will be sure to. Uh, I think I got a few promo CDs. If you want me to send you one, I have the CD. I want the. LP. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think I have one to spare, but I'll ask him. I promise. <laughs> I. It's funny because it's listed in the Rev Classics. And I'm like, then fucking, it should be on vinyl. That that we should be able to. I I had no idea. I I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. No. I'll I'll ask him. It's been stuck in my craw for a while, but I'm, you know, (laughs) he's running a business. But I'm like, why isn't he specifically serving my needs right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will pass along your craw. Please do. do, I will do that. I will. I will. (laughs) So, um, um, yeah. How do you? Oh, I just thought. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot you're recording this. I thought we were just chatting. Sorry. <laughs> um, how do you? I don't know your cat. I don't know your cat's names and your dog's name. Ba- Bailey and Allie are the cats. Allie, yeah. And Allie and Bailey. Bailey and Sasha is the dog. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's gonna. That's gonna be stuck. That would be stuck in my craw until I got that information. <laughs> until you got that. Good. <laughs> yeah. Because then once once we get off, I'm gonna be like, oh shit, what was the name of this? <laughs> Because of course, when I tell my wife, like, "Oh yeah, you got two cats," you got two a dog. Cats. Oh, what are their names? Uh, cat one, cat I, two, and dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, how did how does one end up in voice work? Because you've had this whole other career, and I I I told you this, but I want this to be on the recording. <clears throat> I told my son I was going to have you on the show, and he's like, "Oh, cool!" I was, and he knew far. He's he knows a few Far Side songs because I'm his dad. Shoving uh-huh. music down his throat. Um, and I said, <laughs> "I said he's done voiceover stuff for video games and everything." And then you know, then he's his eyes. Of like, course, yes. Teenage boy, video yeah. games, yes. Hit, hits IMDb, and he's like, "Fallout." <laughs> like, <laughs> so then he's texting his friends, and it's like, "Oh." F- but now, like now, Popeye is a big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, now I matter. <laughs> Winning the teens over again. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm glad. I, you know, I, I I'm glad I can give him a little street cred. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, forever. No, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
well, I guess, uh, um, no, I mean, it, it, it's something I had a, uh, I had had an interest in okay. for a long time and just, you know, like doing goofy voices and yeah. impressions here and there and stuff. And I happened to just happened to become friends with a woman who taught voiceover classes. And, okay. and she said, you know, you have a nice sounding voice. Have you ever thought about taking some classes? And, and I was like, uh, not kind of maybe not really. And she said, why don't you just come to a class and just check it out? Maybe yeah. Like it. And yeah. went to one class immediately got hooked. Yes. Um, so, I, so I took classes on and off for a couple of years and then uh, um, recorded some demos and did a bunch of free work to build up a resume. Yes. Um, eventually got an agent and just started doing tons of auditions. And yeah. Yeah. And then once in a while, you actually book something. So, and, um, yeah. I mean, you've booked some pretty significant. I mean, you've got some standout characters in the Bethesda game <laughs> universe. So let's not, <laughs> let's not act like you're some schlub. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, I, you, you don't get, I mean, at the time, you, you didn't get residuals for video game work. So it's, doesn't matter how many millions of copies <laughs> Fallout 4 or Skyrim <laughs> or um, World of Warcraft sells. I still yeah. just got the, the one-time session fee. and But then I get to have nice conversations like this one where sure. somebody's teenage son is like, oh, really? Can, is, that, is that cool? Can, yeah, that's cool. That's about it. They knew the character names, man. They knew the character names. Oh, good. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, that, see, that is like what we were talking about at the, at the start of our conversation. The fact that you can somehow manage to make friends with people yes. over something that you literally just create out of thin air is yeah. amazing. Yes. And now your son is always going to think that I'm super cool somehow. Yes. Yeah. Even if I never, even if I never meet your son, I'm going to go to sleep with this warm little feeling in my chest knowing West's son and his friends think I'm pretty cool. Yes, not That's just him. Awesome. Like he's, his, his, there's the three of them and their best friend. They're all like, like that's like the coolest shit in the world. And I'm like, uh, by the way, he that's... rigged guys for the. <laughs> it's like, what's rigid? I don't know what that is. What is, what is... He made the, you're the dad, greatest you're album of all time. <laughs> Stop being dumb, Dad. That's dumb. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, a, a, actually, a, a, a friend of mine, in, in regards to video game, this is probably my proudest moment when it yeah. comes to comes to video games. Um, a musician friend of mine, uh, Mike Baines, who is in No Such Thing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and he also played in, uh, he, he, he's done a lot of collaborative work with, with Jeff with his solo stuff like Jeff oh, Cuddle and the Good sure, Times yeah, Band yeah. and yeah. and The Way Back and mm-hmm. um and uh and March uh yep. the band that Jeff did with Dennis Ramsing and yeah. you know Mike Baines was the guitar player for that. Uh Mike, Mike Baines is a is a school teacher and when when Skyrim came out uh. he became he he became he had <laughs> some as as he described them he, he was like yeah there's these kids in my class they're really nerdy. Like girls won't talk to them. I'm kind of the only person that will be friends with them. Somehow they, I heard them talking about Skyrim and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm friends with, uh, Farkas who did. And they were like, oh! 
<laughs> and so Mike's like, Hey, if I send you, if I send you their names, <laughs> would you mind like sending like some autograph photos or oh. something? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, dude, absolutely. Of course I will. So I, you know, I, I just found like a picture of the character Farkas and went to CVS and printed out some four by sixes for like 23 cents each and, and like autographed. That's so cool. Autographed and sent it back. And Mike's like, dude, you have no idea. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. They were so excited. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's like, yeah, nothing else that I've ever done <laughs> would make any difference <laughs> to, to these kids. This is something that I, like like a three or four hour recording session that I yeah. did for this character. Yeah. But these kids like flipped out and it's like, great. If that makes you happy, well, those it, kids are always going to be stoked about it. Yes. You know? And it's one of those games that like, it has this long lasting, like it, it has, it has a legacy that stays with gamers. And, you know, I, I live with one. So, I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm accustomed to, to that sort of, uh, that, that sort of rabid. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing of, about liking punk rock, you know, like mm-hmm. you're so rabid and obsessed and you want more and you want to uh, consume more of these bands. Like these guys get that way with these games, like those giant sure. open world games like that, or they keep them occupied oh, yeah. for years. Oh yeah. It's a, it's, it's, absolutely a sub a subculture for um, sure yeah and and, and kind of yeah and, and like punk rock and hardcore it's almost like being part of a part of a secret club i didn't know that until i got into voiceovers i'm not a gamer yeah yeah i i don't know how popular any, any of these games i've ever worked on are until i talked to somebody like you who's like yeah you know my son and his friends are flipping out about it yeah um otherwise i have no idea how many copies they sell how much right. people care about them right um but uh yeah everybody's got their their own little thing so uh, yeah i'm stoked that it matters it's not like anyone would ever recognize me walking down well, the street yeah, you're not dressed like Parkinson, I guess. <laughs> no i'm not walking around with a with, with a broad sword no. or, <laughs> you don't have a mace like over your shoulder <laughs> yeah but no it's 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 great that it matters to somebody. You yes. Know? Yeah. And uh, as, as we wind down here, I can't believe our time's already up there, which is insane. Cause we've like, we've just been, uh, Oh, well, we, yeah. we, we have not talked about far side very much. No, and I, and I, I hope you're okay with that. Like we, I, yeah. I just let them go where they go. And this has been great. Cool. And, and people seem to enjoy that anyway. Um, what? So I know you went out and played. Yeah, you were out in California and you played at the the um, that Revelation. Uh, what is it? Was it a barbecue? Like, oh, it was a, the 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 Rev Market, like a like a pop Rev Market, shop yeah, kind of things. Yeah, um, they did one. They did one a couple of years ago where okay. they just kind of set up shop in the in the parking lot, and it's sort of like a like a record store kind of sale. They sure. have other vendors that come in and. So now you get to see one of my other now, who visitors. Who do we have this there? Is, uh, oh, this my, is this you. is this is Jaja. Oh, um, you look like a Jaja. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she acts like one. You behave like a Jaja. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. She's With the white a, mittens kind of a, and everything. Kind of a kind of a kind of a troublemaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they they didn't have one last year because of the pandemic, but uh, they have one again this year. So um, yeah. So I fl- I got to fly out and and uh, play. Do you um, do you. 
do you still enjoy playing? Is it because I know like when you guys were on where it went talking about rigged, it was a thing where you guys are like, no, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna play again. <laughs> oh, but like I mean, it, it, yeah. it, you always get drawn back in, right? Like that's that's the thing about music. Like I feel like everybody always gets drawn back in somehow. Do you do you miss that? Do you want to be in it? Do you like do you for, ever see yourself like let's throw a band together? Like you did your favorite train wreck. Uh, yeah with jeff and those guys and that's a great record um thanks yeah yeah no i i, I love playing I, I it doesn't um mm, I, I wouldn't say that it's i wouldn't call it a necessity yes understood. for me yep um it's it's i i'm i'm and i could have a different attitude about it in six months but for the most part the last number of years I've been so fine and so content with playing once or twice a year. Yeah. Just playing acoustic shows and yep. Um, in, in the right circumstances with the right people. Yeah. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to be in a band again. Yeah. Um, I'm not searching for that at the yes. moment. Yeah. If something um, cool I, happened, great. If not, you're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. If something okay. cool happened, great. If not, I'd be yeah. I'd be totally cool with it. Clearly, I have my hands full as it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now I got to move because Jaja decided that this would be a good time for her to do some do some revisions for my current uh, writing project. And I'm working <laughs> on. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'll admit, I I I I, I don't. I don't love playing solo acoustic. Like I, I get oh, really nervous. Okay. I get really nervous about it. Yeah, sure. Um, I've always kind of had a, I've always kind of had a, a, a little bit of a nerves issue. I think it's different when you're on tour and when you're with a band because yep. you do it so often it yeah. becomes second nature. But yep. when it was just, when it's just me by myself with nothing more than an acoustic guitar, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I want to jump out of my skin and I get super obsessive about it, knowing sure. that I'm a sloppy guitar player and a sloppy singer and I am going to make mistakes no matter how many times I practice. Right. Um, uh, but it's hard to say no to a free trip somewhere. So and get yeah. to see yeah. and get to see people, I, you yep. know, in the in the, see in your the case friends. of the red market. Yep. Yeah. In case yep. of the red market, I hadn't been back to the california in about a year and a half since i moved to pennsylvania and um revelations about 15 minutes away from my mom's house so i was oh, like perfect well. just gonna stay at my mom's for a couple weeks and yep. then a short drive to revelation play the show hang out and um yeah but otherwise it's yeah it's not really something i you're not dying. i seek out yeah i'm yeah. not dying. yeah 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 i feel like i feel like i've i've been so fortunate that i've got to do so much already yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like i'm completely satisfied and if i uh, this may sound like a like kind of a sad thing to say but i'm pretty sure i'd be okay if i never played music again okay. not that i not want to play music again but if something were to happen or for whatever circumstances, I couldn't sure. play music anymore. I think I'd be okay with that, if that makes I, any sense. Yeah, it does. And I like that. I like that honesty of it's not, it is not, it's not the, while we know you as that's Popeye from Farside, that doesn't define who you are as a person. It's, it's a part of your life. 
Yeah. I guess yeah. I always felt that way about music. I always loved it and I always focused on it as much as I could and wanted everything I did to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just like, just like with the other guys in far said, we were, we were college students. We, we weren't planning on it ever being some kind of full-time thing. Like we had to go to school and we had yeah. our personal relationships and we had to pay bills and yep. um, we had our families and we had our friends and, and other responsibilities and music was yeah. just something fun that we got to do. And it was an outlet and it was yes. wonderful. And we got to yeah. be, be part of something. Um, and then we also, all of us, we all had, we had other interests too. Yes. And we had yeah. other parties just like everybody does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I always kind of wish that I could be one of those people that has to live and breathe art yeah. constantly but but i'm i'm not i just i just my just to be honest with myself it's like no i'm really, yeah i'm not yeah <laughs> i'm thinking about meal planning i'm thinking about the cats and those yeah. things make me happy too and um i'm thinking about uh you know gardening which is also something that i enjoy and thinking about uh uh uh, decorating, uh, keeping the house clean. Those yeah. things make me happy too. Yeah. Um, you yeah. That might sound, you, that no. might sound totally lame and something that an old guy would say, but it, um, it's, it's you, fi- you found, you found contentment. And I like, I, that's <laughs> really what life is, right? Like we, it, it, people are so fixated on, you know, having to get the next thing or be happy all the time. And in all reality, you have to find contentment. You have to find a way to be comfortable in that place you're at in life. And I, Oh yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's yeah. It's like that old saying, no matter where you go, there you are. Yes. And I hate to, I hate to sound cliche, but, but it is, it is completely true. Like you have to, you have to find that contentment with yourself and, and really not, not a single day goes by where I'll be in the middle of doing some random menial task, like I'll be washing the dishes, and then suddenly this memory will pop up, and I'll go, "Oh yeah, remember that one time where you were in that one place, and there was that guy and the thing, and the yep. crazy whatever." Every day, yeah, at least once a day that happens, and yep. and then I think about how many people are on this planet, how many people play an instrument, mm-hmm. how many of those people actually get to do what I did. Exactly. Yes. You know, and it, it doesn't have to be for millions of people or even thousands or even hundreds, but you've mm-hmm. got to go do it. You got yep. to travel the world. Yep. You got to make friends. You got yep. to do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and it never mattered how big the show was or how many mm-hmm. records we sold or how much money we made. We got to go do cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm, I'm happy with having done all that cool stuff because I haven't forgotten about it. Popeye, I can't think of a better way to close this. That is like, that's a perfect way to end it. Um, <laughs> where, uh, where can people keep up with you online? Oh, well, I'm not much of an onliner. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. Send me a friend request on, on Facebook, just Popeye Vogelsang. You can mm-hmm. find me. Um, I probably post a few times a year. Okay. Um, I technically have Instagram and Twitter accounts, but I, I don't <laughs> use them. Uh, but uh, 
Um, yeah, if you're looking for voiceover work, go to popiv.com and uh, you can listen to my outdated uh, voiceover demos and uh, some other cool stuff. I will make <laughs> I sure. <laughs> I'll make sure to link that in the bio of the show. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, maybe not. Send it to show you. Show it to your. I'll show it to my son. I mean, if go. you want to. Yeah, uh, yeah. Show it to your son. He'll get a kick out. No, do whatever you want, dude. It doesn't matter. Okay, um, Popeye, this was awesome. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I, I've loved this. I've loved having you on. It was, it was, it went into a million different directions, and I'm so glad it did. We should do it again. We will. I will. We'll do this again sometime, and God knows where. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're if you're running short on content. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I guess, yeah, Popeye's around probably. <laughs> Let's talk to him. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. You got me. You got my email. Hit me yes. up. Awesome. I'd love to talk to you again. We'll, we'll do it again. <laughs> well, uh, right. in, in the meantime, everybody, we will talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>